Do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. It's Wednesday, by God, and you know what that means. It's the Mark Order Podcast here on a Wednesday night, episode 73. Excuse me, guys, I just need this for a minute. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> so soothing. So soothing. I'm gonna flush that sin stick down to hell, Ant. Ryan, listen. After what uh, what we uh, witnessed on tonight's Dynamite, you know, just like, uh, you know, post-coitus. Oh, it's uh, episode 73, Mark Order Podcast, Wednesday night here on Shining Wizards Network, soon to be Mark Order Podcast Network. Um, the man known as Ryan... I don't know who that is, but the man known as Ryan is here. Our uh, theme is much longer than I ever thought it was. Nah, it goes for a while. It fades. See, there it goes. Kate is here. I am. Kate's here. And I'm back. You are. I'm going to say this. You guys uh, are in big, big trouble after last week. I got home. This place was a goddamn wreck. You definitely had a party. About. I don't know what you're talking about. There were mean? there were cigarette butts on the living room floor. Someone was putting their cools out on my floor. That wasn't um, that wasn't that wasn't us. I found those were some there before my, you left. Yeah, that was your fault. Of, I found some of my booze missing. That some. It, a smoker robbed us. Um, my Tiffany lamp was broken, and so was the Fabergé egg. I can't it trust was, you guys for a minute. Okay, so what happened was a smoker robbed us during a natural disaster, which caused the house to shake. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's what happened. Well... My boss, Mr. Johnson, was not pleased with the state of the house. I did not get the promotion I was promised. I'm, I'm very disappointed. I'm sorry. Ooh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Why would the house determine your promotion? He saw that the house was in shambles and said, I can't trust this company to run uh, efficiently with a man who can't even keep his house in order. It's true. It's not my fault. It's your fault. It's the smoking robbers fault. And we're so glad to have you back. (laughs) The buck stops here, apparently. (laughs) The young buck stops here. Oh, Oh, we're going to get to that. Don't 
Don't spoil it. Don't 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 blow it too early. We'll get there. Um. So how was the last week for you guys? Busy, but good. Productive. Lots happening. Lots lots good. moving and shaking over here at my abode. Okay. Are you moving and shaking? So uh, if my landlord keeps being terrible at his job, I might be moving. <laughs> okay. That's I was valid. supposed to. I have a crazy lady downstairs. She's downstairs adjacent, not directly below me. And she mm-hmm. has three kids. And I feel really bad for them because she's like legit nuts. And she was supposed to move out by the end of July. And then... um. She was supposed to move out by the 15th, and she's still not out. So I just feel like I'm being lied to, and I don't particularly feel safe in my apartment with her there because she's fucking nuts and seeing shit that's not there. So uh, okay. that's getting old. Um, but yeah, Been we'll there see. Before. We'll see what happens. It's not great. It's not great. No. But uh, but uh, but we'll see. I love my apartment and i love the town i'm in so i would like for her to just move out because i really would like to stay here <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's been it's been a lot but other than that just just gonna i'm trying to compete with you and millionaire matt on the financial level so we're making some breakthroughs happen in that department and i just okay. started a health plan so i ate vegetables today which sucks but uh other than that are awesome. know, things are good yeah like what? vegetables or pizza. It's like, give me pizza. You, know? you can put vegetables on pizza. I know, but I'm on a specific food plan because I also have like all these dumb, weird health issues that I've been dealing with. Remember when I used to just throw up sometimes? Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. So we're yeah. like trying to to make sure that we don't upset that apple cart again. Yeah. <laughs> uh but things are. Well, what's your problem for eating an entire apple cart? I would say it's probably too many apples. Apple That's not what that phrase means. And Sounds let's like just it. let's also just talk about the fact that we had a lovely time at a barbecue. Ant and I did right. post his vacation um, at Millionaire Matt's, and uh, somebody who complains about being left out constantly just Mm -hmm. did not show up. Somebody who's like, I'm never invited just didn't show up. And you know what? Old man, Tony wasn't there either. So I guess we know who the real podcast friends are. And that's me. And, and surprisingly, Mm -hmm. Shining Wizards, Kevin was at said barbecue and Matt Cardona wasn't even there. Like he showed up even though Matt Cardona wasn't there. So I'm just impressed by that. Good for Kevin. I will say this. While I don't believe old man Tony would have been there, uh, I know that he was uh, on vacation. We actually we didn't cross paths at our destination, but I think we crossed vacation dates. So he came down as I was coming back. Ships in the night. That's right. And it seemed strategic. He was like, I don't want to be down there when Ant's down there, but I also don't want to be around for Matt's barbecue. I think. True. I think Tony's got heat. I think so too. I will say I will say this. I did get the scoop from Ryan before you jumped in, Kate. Um Ryan said he forgot. Eric no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I will phrase this properly. When okay. I had said weeks ago that I would go, 
I did not know at that time that Matt had made it on a Sunday. In my head, it would be a Saturday because I forget that Matt doesn't live the same life we all do. And Matt lives two and a half hours from me on a Sunday is very tough. That sounds like an excuse to me. This man went to Grand Slam on a weekday. I feel like he took off the next two days. Two days. He needs two days to recover. Take off. off I'm an old man. I'm falling apart. Well, I got that a giant just bruise on my arm. That's from oh the God, drugs. What did you do to yourself? Uh, those two dogs <laughs> I was watching managed to knock me down the stairs. The dogs? Yeah, one stopped in front of me on the stairs, and the other just kept running oh, and no. clipped my leg. And boom, I went, and my arm was back, and it slammed in. So that was fun. Hmm. Damn. Some Daniel Garcia shit right there. Yeah. Better control your dogs, dog. I'm a pro wrestler. Control your dog narrative, bro. Seriously. Um. Well, you were not missed, Ryan. I'll tell you that much. You were not missed. Well, that hurts. Wow. I actually don't it know should. if you were missed. I did not ask. It was designed. That hurts we, even more. I will you say this. At one point, we were taking They're bets. They're coming for you, Ant. Oh, no, no, no. We were taking bets <laughs> at one point if Kate was actually showing up. And I told you that, Kate. I was like, we weren't sure if you were coming because you said four o'clock. And then at five o'clock, Kate rolled up. We were like, holy fuck. I had a thing beforehand that I had to go to. Yeah, it was yeah. in the city. Yeah, yeah. I made it. Eventually. I made it. And I stayed for a real long time. And I had a real nice time. I stayed for what felt like an eternity. Um, Because when you have a five-year-old, it's just always keeping an eye out. <laughs> a sugar... <laughs> Sugared up five year old, and we got to see Mrs. Money. It was delightful, yeah. It was, yeah, it was a good time. I'll tell you this there was a chance, there was a very early chance that she was bailing and leaving me there, and then she was going to come pick me up because it was just there was a five year old who was not listening, uh, to anything we had to say. It had nothing to do with Tony niece waiting for her at home, and definitely. Didn't have anything to do he with that. He beat me to the goddamn joke. No. <laughs> I wasn't she had... joking, but all right. No, but she did get a check-in from Tony Nice while we were in the car. And then something happened. A song came on the radio. It was like her favorite band, who she also has a thing for the lead singer. And she wasn't paying attention. I karate chopped her phone. Uh, and it <laughs> fell out of her hands. Um you know, you guys know I love Ghostbusters. There's a scene early in Ghostbusters when the ghost is in the library and they see it yes. and they start to come up with a plan and they ask, you know, what do we do? And Egon pulls out his calculator and starts po- popping numbers and Bill Murray chops it and says, stop that. And that was sort of what I was doing. Well, it fell out of her hand and she hit send by mistake on a half written message. She was not. <laughs> She was not happy about it. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to point something out real quick, and it's not a bad thing, but I misread this originally and thought, why is this person insulting Kate? Joe Wagner said we need a fourth window just for Kate's dog, and I added a letter to dog. And I was like, that's a weird insult to Kate to say she has a dong. Yo, if you need a fourth window for your dong. If I had a, a dong, dong. that needed a fourth window, I would start an OnlyFans. I mean, you're you're leaving money on the table anyway. We've discussed this. You know it. You're leaving money on the table. I am. Um. So yeah, I was not here last week as I was in the Philly Riviera. 
um, you were? of Wildwood, New Jersey. And Wildwood wild, wild with days. You need a vacation from your vacation. <laughs> I mean, it, it's always that way when, again, you have a, a kid who's just always on the go. He had a blast and we had a good time too, but. You know, you just really don't feel like you uh, get a vacation because you're constantly moving, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. So it was a lot of fun. Parent. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad it was fun. Uh, yeah. And then uh, we got home Saturday uh, and uh, Mrs. Money and I had another uh, occasion to go uh, to on Saturday night. Um, so we're, we unpacked and we're doing everything we need to do. And uh, Mrs. Money happened to go. I don't know why. I don't even know if she knows why, but she went into our utility room downstairs on the first floor. We're in a we're in a by level. Oh, so, that's where her Tony Nice shrine is. That's why. Probably. Actually, that's in her office. Uh, she does have an assigned eight by ten in her office. Um, and I think that was actually a gift for Millionaire Matt. Um, so um, she goes into the utility furnace room, and then she comes upstairs. She goes, "We have a leak." And I said, and in my head, I'm going, we don't, because I had just put something in there that was wet. So I thought she had seen the floor was wet, and I was going down to tell her, don't worry about it. I put something in here that was wet. It's drying off. It's just, it's just wet. Um, to my uh, disappointment, the ceiling was dripping. Oh, so no. I said, oh, shit. And I got a box cutter to cut a hole in the ceiling to see if I could find out where the water was coming from. And when I put the knife into the ceiling, it went straight through. Um, so that's not great. Uh, not good. That means that at some point uh, it had been getting water. So um, I cut a hole out. Uh, and I couldn't see where the water was coming from, but I knew it was coming from directly upstairs is our kitchen, our kitchen sink. Uh, also our bathroom sink is right behind it. So I was like, okay, this probably isn't good. Called the plumber. Plumber came out. That's a, that's a, an emergency, uh, visit by the way. That is, you know, a, a nice little chunk of change that they get just for coming out to your house. Of course. On a Saturday. Um, so, um, so they come, they take a look around a couple places and they go, well, uh, it's in the wall. Uh, and you can, I can hack into your wall to find the problem, but you probably don't want me to do that because you need somebody to fix it. So we said, yeah, you know, we know who you guys work with. So the, the remodeler remediator came over that same day. Now they don't charge it, but they came over and they basically looked and they were like, yep, we can do this and that. So they say to us, in order to get into your wall, we have to take a cabinet out and we have to take your dishwasher out. And to do that, we have to take off your uh, countertop. And our countertop is one piece and the sink is actually part of the counter. It's not separate. And then he goes, there's a chance it might break, but don't worry. Because your insurance will cover that. And we're just like, oh, God, like. So you're just renovating your kitchen now at this point. Yeah, this is like, we, this is not what we want to do. So we set everything up. They're coming, you know, Monday morning or Tuesday morning, whatever. So we stop the bleeding. 
nothing's dripping, you know, all that stuff. Tuesday they come, you know, they um they cut uh we removed everything from the kitchen cabinets. We go through the insurance, everything's good there. And then they go, thankfully, uh, we don't have to remove your countertop. We should be able to get through the back of your cabinet without even having to remove your cabinet. So it was like A plus, good stuff. They cut out under the sink. They show us where they think the leak is. We call the plumber. And the plumber comes and goes, uh, oh, they also removed the dishwasher without having to remove the, the countertop to the left of the sink. That was it. There's another cabinet to the right. They said, we see where the leak is. We don't got to do anything. So they set up the fans and drying it out, right? All that stuff. Nothing behind the dishwasher, so we're good. The plumber comes then, and they look at everything, and they go, well, yes, the leak is here under your sink and in the wall right behind it, but looks like it's also to the right of your sink. Of course, they did not remove that wall. So... The plumbers actually removed the back of that wall. And then that was a nice little experience of them having to replace oh the entire copper line in that wall and downstairs. Yeah, that's so, not great. so wait, can I summarize this? Yeah. Something got wet. They came the back in the back door. No, 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 no. That's oh, okay. I, I, I got it wrong then. No, no. That, that's, the, what that's I basically heard. A... I heard something was wet. So, Basically, they came in the back door. Listen, it was nice. dripping. It was dripping, sopping wet. Of course. And I allowed them. I allowed them to come in my front door. But then they That's went in the back. Way. Yeah. No, they didn't go in the back door. They tried. They they at one point said we can go in the back door. And I said, nope, front door's fine. So they came in my front door and then, you know, they moved a couple things around you know, did their thing. But anyway, well, so that was a swell way to about it. Sounds like a swell way to come home on a Saturday. And then yeah, long, yeah. you know, long story short, as of yesterday, everything was repaired. The plumbers That's told good, us at uh, least, at least it like moved. Yeah. Well, the plumbers told us they were going to have to only do half of it yesterday and then come back Thursday or Friday to finish the rest of it. But once they got moving, he was like, we just finished it. I was like, excellent. So it's all done. So now we're drying out, and then we have to have uh, these guys come back and replace the sheetrock behind my cabinets and fix my cabinets. Lord. And, you know, probably a lot of work. Weeks of stuff. Yeah. Pain in the ass. Isn't that always how you want to come home from from a vacation vacation to some sort of major home thing that you have to spend a ton of money on? Yeah. Hard. Yeah, that's, that's that's a lot. I didn't, to be honest with you guys, the other thing about last week, I was listening for a little bit and I fell asleep, um, but um, I didn't even see, I didn't have a chance yet to see Quake by the Lake. I need to actually watch Quake by the Lake. It as sounded, long as you know, you yeah. have to judge every match by how many Quakes. I do know that yeah. much. I have to give it a seismograph uh, ranking. <laughs> There were a lot uh, of like four or five Quakers on there. Like it was really. Why wouldn't good. you just do it by Richter scale? Just we're better uh, than the Richter scale. Well, I don't know about that. I would have to like look up the Richter scale. And I think this it is just goes to like ten quakes. This could be quakes of any type. This isn't necessarily earthquakes. What other kind of quakes are there? 
I don't know. Maybe there's moonquakes. I mean, that would all be... I, all we know was there was quaking. We actually don't know the that lake. there's not, like, we don't quakes on Mars. I think, we know there's Well, not Mars, but the moon, the we certainly know. We don't, we it don't would know still be. Quakes. Let me say this, though. There could be a rock concert just shaking the lake. Just quaking. What do you call the land on Mars? It would still be... Would it still land. be... Would it still be the Earth? It would just be no, the soil? because we're Earth. Oh my God, you are so stupid. That's a Mars quake. I didn't, first of all, I wasn't even talking about quaking. Just be Mars? I don't know. A clay quake. So, so <laughs> a quake quake. Asian Joe asked in the, the chat, and it's a question. Getting away from quake quake. My God. Um, it's a clay are quake. You a un- That's what it is. Are you an unpack right away guy, Ant, or let it sit? I didn't even see that question come through. Um, Generally, an unpack right away. Well, that's not necessarily true. This time it was an unpack right away because we had so much stuff to do Saturday and Sunday. We had the the event to go to Saturday night as well as the kitchen stuff to take care of. And then Sunday we had a nice uh, barbecue to attend uh, that one of us didn't attend. Um, And so we knew that was going to It feels weird Matt didn't go to his own barbecue. man known as ryan the man known as didn't go to the barbecue that's right he says he's never invited but oh he's been invited and there were plenty of text reminders um so generally i sort of uh, let's put it this way i'm sort of like a half and half uh there are some things i unpack right away and then sometimes i'm like there's still some stuff in the suitcase i'll get to it and then like three weeks later i'm still taking clothes out of the suitcase as i want to wear them i don't even put them away i'm just like i need this shirt i'll just take this out i'll get the rest later and i don't there i so, usually just honestly, pack a gym like, bag depends, so depends on like what time i'm getting home like if i'm if i flew into newark and i land at 11 30 and i don't get back until like 1 a.m that's just tomorrow no way if i get in at like 2 p.m yeah, yeah. i'll unpack right now kind of depends But yeah, we're kind of settled back in. Uh, Kitchen is, you know, in shambles. Um, And yes, Asian Joe, you are right. Uh, You can't wait to come to New Jersey and not see Ryan. That's true. You'll see Kate. (laughs) You'll see myself. You'll see Mrs. Money. You'll probably see Matt. Um, But you definitely will not see Ryan. He will be shuttered in his house like the zombie apocalypse is happening. I left once and got COVID. What? the hell then you're fine you're covered dude there oh, no, there's like monkey pox and other oh things. you can't get monkey pox ryan the way that you could get covid okay here you get it a more fun way okay your lifestyle brother covid you know, by the way this ryan, is why i don't go around i get harassed <clears throat> by the way i'll tell you this ryan some of the ad campaigns down in the riviera were meant for your people you know the big uh, boardwalk down in in the wood. Uh, I don't Morty go to Wildwood a lot, but well, I know of it. Yes. Okay. They have go a couple of water place. parks. Water no, park? I mean I don't. Yeah. Beach wise, I don't go to Wildwood. Well, regardless, the big boardwalk is it's Maury's Piers, mm-hmm. and they have like two water parks. Water parks. I say water. I don't say water. So you well, can say that all you want. The ad campaign is like. 
Maury's Pier. I saw the, this. This is where we wooder park. They actually spell W O O D E R park. You know why they do that for tourists like you? It's amazing. And I told you guys, we heard them. I heard the most Philly phrases <laughs> in one in one day, like in one part of like my last day there. I don't have the exact text in front of me, but I will say it here for the rest of you. This was an actual thing I heard one person say to, I assume, their smallish child. And it was something to the effect of, you uh, you did great on your bike. Let's go to the car and check on our donuts. Your bike? I didn't even think about bike. Yeah. Let's check you on know, our donuts. They, uh, sorry yours, that I live in a place that has lots chocolate. of personality. Yours had chocolate. Uh, lots of vowels. And sprinkles. <laughs> personality, Kate. You're a nomad. You have no that opinion. That sounds like a bike. Sounds like that. Caught a vibe song. <laughs> that terrible. <laughs> I don't know that song. Then Kate, you're also, a nomad. You don't count. Then they, they also told, told the child, now go, go say bye to your Aunt Sue's and grandma Aunt yeah. Sue's that's a good Aunt one Sue's. gotta go down like here go to the water park water park go in the ocean it's awesome <sighs> it's like being in a different world a better world I don't know about that no Kate says no he keeps so, going further south. She wants to be here. She's just afraid to admit it. Well, maybe. Started in Binghamton, the Midwest of the Northeast, then went to, to New York City. I'll tell you now what, I didn't leave Binghamton Jersey because location. I was like, I need to be a little bit more south. I left Binghamton for a lot of other reasons. <laughs> but I'll be returning yeah. to Binghamton to the Excite commentary table. When? Next weekend. Next weekend. How did we not know about this? We need to figure out what know. word or phrase you're going to work into your commentary. I don't know. We'll I have an idea. I have a couple suggestions. It's not an actual word, but I think you're going to enjoy it, and I can't believe I'm volunteering this. Kate, somewhere in your commentary, I need you to turn incredibly Philly. No. That won't work. That won't play in Binghamton, New York. Nothing plays in Binghamton, New York, so who cares? God Damn it, I gave a good suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. But we're a half hour into the show. We should start talking about wrestling. What's wrestling? Um, yeah, let's uh, talk about Rampage a little bit. Worst episode of Rampage they've had, in my opinion. Do you, do you know that popped their, their biggest rating since, like, March? I do. I forget what the lead-in was, but it was something big. I don't know, but it did good ratings for them. Listen, we don't have to talk about this whole episode because I, again, did not see the whole thing. We have to talk about one major thing that really grinds my gears. Stand? Sunny what? Kiss. Yeah. Sunny Kiss in the, in the Trust Busters. Yeah. Ryan, I don't know what you were trying to get out there, but you should know immediately. I was making a joke. But I actually don't have as much of a problem with this, but continue. Ryan and Kate, how long have we been saying somebody needs to be trying to get and recruit Sunny Kiss? 
I believe it has been at least a month. Now Sunny Kiss goes with the Trustbusters. This doesn't fit at all. Well, see, here's the issue. Sunny Kiss was never going to, as much as we all wanted it, and Sunny belonged there. It was clear that they weren't putting Sunny in the baddies, which was dumb. I agree. They should, Sunny should have been a baddie. But I'd rather Sunny be involved with the Trustbusters than doing nothing. I'd rather. I mean, if my options are nothing or doing something, yeah. Could the something be good? Just because Parker Bordreau looks like he's in Limp Biscuit and Sunny Kiss likes Limp Biscuit doesn't mean that Sunny Kiss should be in this faction. Not to mention, I hate the idea of Sunny being heel. Everybody wants to root for Sunny. It's so stupid to have Sunny as a heel here. I hated this. Also, the squash match on Rampage, completely unnecessary to the storyline. There was absolutely no need for them to do that. There was no justification for it. Parker Bordeaux didn't even look good in the squash. I don't understand signing him. I think it's a terrible idea. He's not good. He's not good. Um, No, hated. The only thing that was good, like from Bell to Bell, surprisingly, was that mixed tag match was actually great. And the Danielson Garcia promo to open was awesome. Um, but the yeah. mixed tag I thought was great. Sky looked awesome. Tay looked great. Um, Sammy and Dante did their thing when they were supposed to, but the women actually really, really shined in that. That was the best I think we've seen Sky look on AEW television, at least. But um, the mixed boy, tag was aided show. by the belts. It made that it was feel how- more real. Like, yeah. Yeah, like when you just do a mixed tag to do a mixed tag between couples, it feels kind of cheesy. But when you could say like there's belts involved, it makes yeah. it feel like this is real. I don't want that doesn't mean I want AEW to suddenly have mixed tag belts. But if they can utilize another company's every now and again, not a bad thing. Sure. Yeah, I heard very good things about. Believe it or not, I can't believe I just said that. I heard very good things about that mixed tag match. Uh, I do have yeah. to go back and watch it. They're both sitting on my. DVR. I've just had no time to go watch them. So I do plan on watching Quake by the Lake and uh, Rampage just to catch up on what was missed. Um, but certainly people can go listen to episode 72 if they want a full uh, recap of Dynamite Quake by the Lake. It's true. Lots of quaking, lots of laking. So I just, I, I don't know. This whole, this whole, this whole Trustbusters thing. Just to me, just Sunny Kiss feels like the outsider. I'm with you. I'd rather see Sunny Kiss doing something, but come on, this this can't be the best thing for Sunny Kiss. No, and I also don't like Arya Davari going around talking about like that this is the best group in AEW when it's the most unproven thing there is. Sunny Kiss hasn't been on TV in 550 days. Park Bordeaux is nobody and looks bad. This was this is not, and I like Arya Davari a lot. Um, he apparently had produced the women's tag match that was not at the 9.30 slot. Uh, was that Quake by the Lake? Was that just last week? Yeah. Um, spoiler oh, alert. Last week? Or was that the week before? I couldn't remember. The week the before, I know match. there was at 9 o'clock. Or not 9 o'clock, like okay, 8.30. That's, so that... Um, that was produced the tag match with Britt and Jamie versus Rosa and, and Storm, which I thought was really good. Um, that was produced by Aria Davari. I think a world of talent. I think a good manager. I think this is a terrible start. Like I have no interest in the trust busters. I 
And there's just a misalignment there. Like, if you want to do, we already have a stable of like oddities with best friends, like these people that like made no sense that go together. Um, and you can't go around saying like you have the best talent in AEW when none of them have done anything. Like nobody's proven anything. And I and there's no world where I believe that Sunny Kiss and Parker Boudreaux hang out together now great managers can pull shit off like that we'll talk about that later because i'm not excited for stokely at the gun club and i think stokely is the best active manager there is right now but um that's to be debated wasting his time on the gun club focus on well that's the only reason i have faith in it is because stokely has before made me care about factions that i didn't care about on other programs like sure at all as in had no desire to see and then by the end of it very very much cared and a bunch of them had gold so i've seen him manage his way out of the shit um but i i don't like the pairing with the gun club but as far as this goes i just have no interest in the trust busters whatsoever and it bums me out but i am glad to see sunny on my television i just wish it was something that was creatively good and i don't understand why when everybody's been saying put this person on television you put them on as a heel that makes no sense to me. Everybody wants to cheer this person. What the fuck are you doing? So yeah. I hated it. <laughs> Don't like it. Did not like it. But the rest well, Slim Slim R here doesn't care as much about the fact I'm, that it's healed instead of face. Hold on. I'm sorry. Slim R? The hat, Slim J. Come on, Ant. Stick with me. I don't know why you're wearing a rally cap, but okay, go ahead. I'm sticking well, with you. Because I don't have a visor to turn upside down. Um, my whole thing about this, this combined with Rohit's comments on dark combined with still focusing heavy on some of like, um, Jay lethal Sonam saying on a couple other moves they're making. I truly believe we're probably not far away from ROH TV. And I definitely think trust busters are going to be a group in ROH. And that doesn't bother me as much then that you're, you know, they don't really fit in AEW at the moment. It's like you're just trying to get a name recognition. So when they go over, there's someone you know. Well, they gave Parker the AEW graphic, so but true. everyone gets that. That's like a generic graphic for everyone. Yeah, let me. I'll pull it up during commercial break to see. Sometimes we get details on um, they're signed to one company or the other or both, but I don't know if I saw that. But I'll look it up later. I don't. I don't recall seeing a specific detail on that but i might just not have been looking hard enough because i was like pork parker bordeaux okay. who gives a shit you know for a while i thought parker bordeaux was a was a woman i had no it sounds it does sound like a woman's like uh it sounds like a woman's ring name <laughs> it really does i think it's mostly think the bordeaux it's, isn't scarlet yeah scarlet bordeaux was um carrying crosses is carrying yes. Cross's real life wife and henchwoman. So yeah, that <laughs> killer that cross. Sense. Yes. Well, um, I don't know. Not too much to really dig into with the rampage. The the story of the night is dynamite. Uh, so uh, no, why, why don't we do this? Cause there's a lot of stuff to discuss. Why don't we break real quick to reset ourselves? I got news guys. There's no rankings tonight. So we're going to go to a break. We're going to come right back and go into Dynamite. 
So, Kate, you're sticking around. I know at one point you said maybe you'd have to bail, but there are some things I think you would like to discuss. I, I'm i going to not not talk about CM Punk's opener here, of course. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I'll stick around. But what is this break that you speak of? We all just... We're going to take a break so a couple of us maybe can get some, some water uh, or maybe a hoagie. Um, Kate, maybe you'll eat some more vegetables. By the way, Kate, that's, there he goes. Kate, by the way, what kind of veg- <laughs> vegetables did you have tonight? I had broccoli with olive oil and corn salt, which was very good. Delicious. Um, and then earlier I had like a, a vegetable medley of sorts, I would say. Delightful. Well, maybe you need some more vegetables. Maybe you need some some water or a beverage. Definitely need water. Um, Boy, do I need water. In your your fancy glass. Um, So we're going to take a break. My glass broke. You deserve it. That's karma, King. You deserve it. You're not drinking enough wine out of the wine glass. It's like water. Why? break yeah it's true why why is it a water glass all right so, well i guess we'll just take a break and have this dead air Seems there won't weird, be dead but... air because i got news what? for you we're, we're currently oh, part I... of a network we're trying to acquire okay so <laughs> until we acquire said shining wizards network which by the way i know we've said it a thousand times it's part of you know the shining wizards network it was originally uh, started by the Shining Wizards. They're on Monday nights at 7 p.m. It's mediocre for 10 years plus running, you know, all that stuff. There are other shows that are actually part of that network. And all that jazz. Okay. Um, There's other and, shows? Yeah, there are other shows. Um, what? And this I've, is brand new information. No, I know it's not because I've said it before. There are shows that we will certainly keep on the Mark Order Network. There are certainly ones that we will burn to the ground and they will never see the, the light of day again. Well, if we get arrested for arson, I hope we don't get arrested by the PC police. That's definitely not happening. But it's really funny <laughs> that you don't know about these shows, but you know about the PC police. So that's interesting. Everybody knows about the PC police and everybody. Everybody. Well, if you don't know well, about the PC to learn. police. Yeah, if you don't know about the PC Police and some of the other shows that are part of the current Shining Wizards Network, we're going to play some uh, some some commercials right now. We'll be back in like a minute and uh, we'll get into to Dynamite. So stay tuned. We're coming right back. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments.
Horns up, everyone. When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure every Friday to check out Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal is one of the longest-running podcasts on the interweb, and every week we bring you a fistful of metal, including interviews with all your favorite artists, discuss all the metal news, and feature the best tunes on the air today. So grab a Lemmy, join your cool Uncle Snowy, and co-host Aaron in the pit. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Brea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Journey is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. What's up, wrestling fans? You want something awesome? Check out Wrestling Night in Canada here on the Shining Wizards Network, where three Canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling. Every episode, we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd, unique interview as well. So grab a cold one and check out Wrestling Night in Canada, eh? All right, we're back. On the Mark Order podcast. Uh, Where we honor all pronouns. That's right. All pronouns. Um, Yeah. We don't kink shame here, any of that stuff. Correct. So, um, and if you'd like to call the PC police. No, 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 no. We don't do that. I think only you have their direct number. The only shaming we do is around bad accents. Very true. Very true. But there's really only one. And you deserve it. Only one. 
I will say this. If you would like to support us, you can certainly follow us on all social uh, at Mark Order Pod. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Um, so follow us at Mark Order Pod. Uh, if you're listening to us in uh, podcast form, be sure to subscribe, review, rate, like, all that kind of stuff. And if you uh, would uh, like to go over to our YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube, you can watch any of these programs. All of the video feeds stay live on our YouTube. You can join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. live after Dynamite. Uh, that's 10:15 p.m. Eastern. But if you would like to show some support with some free goods that we'll send you, uh, please be sure to uh, click the button uh, in our link tree in all of our profiles, uh, and then uh, or click the link and then hit the button for free stickers, and we will send you some free Mark Order Podcast stickers. Now I will say this: I did see requests come in. Uh, and unfortunately I don't recall who it was and I'm not going to shame them, but they did not leave their address. They gave me their name and country and they left a very nice note saying they would love some stickers to support us. They did not give me an address and I can't reach back out to you because it just comes over as a form. So kind sir or lady, I'm not sure how you may or may not identify. Uh, if you'd like to hit that button again. You just need to give us your name, your full mailing address, and the country you live in, so we're sure we're sending the stickers to the right place. And 50 American dollars. No dollars. No transactions of no, monies will take Bitcoin. place. Bitcoin. We no. are accepting cryptocurrency. <laughs> no. No Bitcoin. No crypto. No human teeth. Nothing like that. Um, you just you should need to. should accept human teeth. That would rule. No, please. I do not want human teeth. My return address is on all of these. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, again, uh, if you want stickers, just click the link in our link tree and give us your full name, your full mailing address and the country you live in in case you are outside of the U.S. And I will send along some stickers free of charge. No shipping, no handling, no nothing. And eventually we are working on some other ways you can show your support where you might have to spend a little bit of money. But it will help us. So more to come on that. I'm starting an OnlyFans where all you see is just the top of my hat. Listen, top of your hat or top of your feet. Either one will work. People will pay money. Just call it top of the morning. And then in the morning, you post the top of either your head or your feet. Oh, Joe Wagner had so many human teeth he was going to send us. Damn it. Thanks, Joe Wagner, but hang on to your teeth. You don't need to send them. <laughs> Guys, you let us... No, no, no. No, I'm not accepting human teeth. I will. That will be sent right back. Return to sender. Actually, I don't even know. Can you send those in the mail? That's probably... There's probably some sort of contamination. That's Dan Housen. It's true. It's true. So, guys, let's talk about Dynamite. It was an eventful episode of Dynamite. This was the, what, House of Dragon sponsored show. Uh, you know, the Very big thing was me. the American dragon dragons. versus the dragon slayer. That's right. Two dragons. Uh, but we're going to well, get to Ricky that. the dragon steamboat. Oh, that's Those true. I forgot about all over oh, the show. Yeah. Those were the two dragons, and then we had a dragon slayer. Very true. I forgot about the dragon. He was there. Uh, but... 
unlike other shows, they don't do this often. They opened up without wrestling. They opened with some promos. I know. How terrible to let this guy talk. I mean, Chicago mid-punk comes out like a shot out of a cannon uh, and uh, says that the crowd ruins his tough guy face by making him smile. His smile isn't the prettiest, but his belt is the prettiest. He hasn't been around and he has some business to attend to. He wants to start with some of the less important stuff, he says. And that there's somebody who's from around those parts that he'd like to challenge to a rematch right there, right now. And he sets the belt down, sits cross-legged in front of it, and calls out uh, uh, Hangman Adam Page and says if he wants the rematch, he's got it right now. But Page doesn't come to the ring. And he says, Punk says, that's coward shit. And the apology must be at least as loud as the disrespect as general rule. If nobody else wants uh, some, if anybody else wants some, come on down because everybody wants to be the champ, but nobody wants to do the champ shit. He says John Moxley's got a lot of fans and he can be number one in your heart, but he's not number one in the ring. And CM Punk is the world champion. He knows what it's like to talk a big game and claim to be the best. And he knows what it's like to lose, but Mox has always been number two. I think that was a shit reference. Does anyway. number two work for? <laughs> hey, buddy. Relax. You're going to blow out an O-ring. Yes. I'll have to take you at your word, number two, for all you Anchorman <laughs> fans. <laughs> that is um, all just Will Ferrell's delivery in that. There's nothing funny about oh, that yeah. other than no. the way he says it. It's so good. So Punk says there's always been a guy that has his number and uh or uh there's been a guy who's always has his number, and that's Punk. And Moxley is the third best guy in his own group. And that seems to be a recurring theme in his career. Zing. He says Eddie King he says Eddie Kingston's the third best Eddie and second best Kingston he's ever been in a locker room with. And he asks us to tell him when he's telling lies and admits he missed us. Uh, and he missed defending the title, and he's ready to do it again against John Moxley at All Out. And hey, Moxley ain't, uh, isn't even the first John he's going to beat in Chicago. <laughs> well, that was enough to get Moxley to enter. And uh, Punk says he's going to start doing some snow angels in the ring as Moxley makes his way to the ring. So Mox comes down, gets on the mic. And he says to watch out, Punk's, Punk's dropping pipe bombs, writing checks with his mouth that his body can't cash yet again. And if he thinks he's the best wrestler in the world, well, most of the time, he's not even the best wrestler in catering. And CM thinks, uh, if CM Punk thinks the microphone in his hands is power, uh, well, this is the real world, and the world, uh, the words he spits into the mic don't mean shit, and neither does the belt on his shoulder. To be fair, the belt on his own shoulder doesn't mean shit until he beats Punk. And he's the heart and soul of the company every time he's called. Uh, and every time he's called the interim champion, it gets to him. Well, Punk says that he, Mox can be the heart and soul because he's the dollars and cents. And John says they both know he really only came to AEW because he ran out of money. And being the best is about guts and fighting spirit. We all know CM ran out of fighting spirit a long time ago. So go ahead, prove him wrong, do something do something about it. Uh, he isn't going to do shit. And Punk says they have a match at the pay-per-view, and he's afraid if he touches Mox now, he's just going to bleed all over him. Uh, 
So they go forehead to forehead, Mox butts in, and they start uh, going back and forth. A brawl ensues, uh, and you know we get a pull apart here at the open. So, guys, uh, Kate, we're going to clearly get your take on this first since you're a simp for Chicago mid-punk. But um, some interesting things here. It's very heelish for a returning CM Punk. I mean, you don't throw out these kind of shoot promo jabs if uh, if you're a babyface like this. Uh, I know he's, you know, trying to be this tough guy wrestler, but, uh, you know, it's just an interesting kind of way that they seem to be lining up this match. Now, again... They're saying this match is scheduled for all out. Let's hold that until we get a little further on. Okay. Um, So they're working towards all out. It's heelish for CM Punk. So my thought right here is, well, Punk's going to work heel. Mox will be the face and we'll see how this works out. I just find it interesting because we were sort of waiting for Punk to turn heel. Maybe this is the start of that. So I, well, for the segment today, I, I, I loved and not just because I'm a mark, but to go from, well, I tried to put on my game face, but you guys have me smiling to um, kind of running down Moxley like that, saying he's the third best in his own factions all the time. And uh, the stuff with Eddie, which he responded by calling him a C word on Twitter, which made me laugh a lot. Um, Like they've been really good about, cause Mox has felt very face like in this interim period and punk coming back is kind of unavoidably face ish. So when they've had situations like hangman and, and punk were what that was a face on face situations, but they're really good about um, adding layers of dimension that just make you not such a pure little baby face about it. So I'm not convinced we're getting heel punk right now. I think that turn is going to have to be something that happens in a moment, probably um but i do appreciate that like this is this is like the deliciousness of cm punk like we're we're definitely feeling heelish even if we're not full heel like punk is not the pure baby face that he's kind of been um we saw that get muddied with eddie kingston a little bit i think but against mjf he was clearly the face right so whether this is like a proper heel situation or just uh a, a face with some teeth this is like the punk wheelhouse that we've come to know and love. I think, I think when he's a heel, he's even nastier than all of what we saw tonight. Um, but I just, I just loved it. I love promos like this when it feels like a spoken word rap battle more than it feels like a promo. This was a promo though. This promoted the match to me. This made me want to buy into this thing. Um, and he also said to, to look up interim, and that it means temporary, like, which I just really liked because Mox's whole thing in the past few weeks, especially has been this idea that he's the only champion around, right? This isn't temporary for him. So I just, this got me excited to see the match, which is the point of a promo, right? I liked what Mox said here a lot too. I thought that was very fun. The only thing that I didn't love. Well, first of all, there's a lot of very talented wrestlers in catering. Okay, the catering line was just rude. There's very, very good wrestlers back there. Don't, don't bury catering. No, I'm just kidding. I will, <laughs> but, I will say uh, this. If I could quickly interject, if anybody was on Twitter, did anybody see uh, John Silver took a picture yes. of Hangman in catering and said, "Best wrestler in catering." <laughs> it was so good. Was uh, like he's busy right now. Um, yep. Loved, loved, loved that. And 
the the only thing that I didn't like was when Mox said that the title on Punk's shoulder didn't mean anything because it should mean everything. And I'm assuming even if Mox won, the title that Punk is carrying around would be the title that he took, right? So to call your own title, I get what he was trying to say, but to say it didn't mean anything didn't fully sit right with me. I think um, MJF and Punk were were evenly matched, and there were definitely times where MJF took the the cake because I think he was supposed to win their feud. This felt like uh, it kind of went the the way of CM Punk as far (laughs) far as having your teeth out a little bit, but loved this and i also loved that the the pull apart wasn't like and then they had a melee or um you know they brawled a little bit and went away like no it felt like these two wanted to beat the ever-living crap out of each other and it took a lot of people and a lot of time to make that dissipate like it just feels more real when stuff like that happens but i loved it i feel like this is closer to the the punk we know and love where the where the money is whether it's proper heel or not um, and I'm excited for the match, which will be coming up either very soon or all, at All Out or both somehow. So we will see. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a little bit because they did drop a bomb later in the show. Um, also, and Ryan, I'll take your take on this. Um, was the biggest distraction for you guys the long hair blonde security guard? Because I just was like, <laughs> come on, man. What are we doing? I was like, this person is not. I don't buy that they're. The beauty of using wrestlers as your security. <laughs> Ryan, what'd you think about this to open the show? So for am I the only one who thought that the hangman call out was a little weird though? That was the only part of it where I was like, that's kind of weird. Like only because it kind of made hangman seem off. Like, why didn't hangman show up? I have I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts as to why he didn't show his face and also because of the announcement they made later and also what happened in the main event is probably reasons that he didn't show up. So we'll we'll get there. But I, I know there's reasons, but I'm just saying, like, it didn't feel necessary to the to the overall promo. So um, it felt weird. However, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that they're going to swing back to that at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm just saying at that moment, it was like kind of odd. He should have. He should have come out um, or someone on commentary should be like, yeah, he's not here tonight. Um, then you had, but the overall promo was fine. I mean, Kate said it best. He's, he's telling that line of heel and face, which the fans love. So it's, he'll never be able to go full heel for a while. Cause they're too happy to have him back again. It's always like the downside of coming back from injury. You, you're, if you're wanting to be face, it's great. Cause you get that pop. But if they're trying to do something creative with you, they have to be careful because fans are just so happy to have you back. Um, I didn't take, I didn't, the, the belt thing didn't bother me as much. Cause I, my, I instantly was like, yeah, Mox me thinks neither of them mean shit until they beat each other. And then the one that's left standing is what means something. Um, it's an interesting feud because they're, om- they're not opposites, but they are so very different. Um, punk comes from the older, like, Punk didn't grow up loving like the brawl, like the uh, the deathmatch style guys. He liked more the technical, whereas Mox is very clearly in love with the guys that hurt each other. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I didn't realize how long the promo was, which is to me the biggest compliment I can give it. If you don't know how long to, a promo battle goes on for, 
that means that they did a good job because if you can feel the time, then it's dragging. Yeah. Yeah, this all felt very natural. Um, the one thing that I kind of hate, and this is, I guess, a little nitpicky. The one thing I kind of hate is sometimes how CM Punk will jump in uh, and, like, interrupt someone. Um, he did it a couple times during this, but he's kind of done it all the time. Uh, at one point, it seemed like Mox was trying to maybe gather his words, so he was maybe trying to, like, keep the, the vibe going. But it's just a nitpicky thing for me is I just kind of hate when somebody starts to interrupt the other person. It's like, come on, man. Well, here's the... Oh. Thanks, Ryan. See, I actually kind of like that because I feel like it's weird when somebody says their piece and then another person says their piece and then another person says their piece. Like, I like when it feels more conversational, but I get what you're saying as far as like sometimes it can derail it more than help it along. Like, I, I get that, but in... In general, I like it when people jump in on each other. Christian did it to Jungle Boy tonight, and I thought it was perfect because the crowd was reacting. Um, but I, I understand where you're coming from. But I always feel like it's so weird when it's like this person said this this block of text, right? And then this other person responded right. with this block yep. of text. But um, I, I get where you're coming from tonight. Yeah, I agree so, with both of those sentiments. Like you, it, it's more natural to have someone interrupt you. Because that is how conversation in life go, especially arguments. But it is also sometimes very disruptive to the flow of, of what you're seeing. Because even on TV shows, people tend to be able to monologue a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Makes no, I, it, it makes sense. And like I said, it really nitpicky thing. I love this whole open. Uh, they don't do it often, but when they do it, it feels super important. And Obviously, you're you're building to a title match at the pay-per-view, right? So you've got to sort of start out with something like this hot. So they do the pull parts. We go backstage to have Powerhouse Hobbs interviewed after showing some Ricky Starks, you know, kind of footage from what happened last week. Um, Hobbs says that Starks showed his true colors. You know, he's okay with losing. And then, you know, for two years, he's paraded around like he's God gift to the business, hiding behind you know, someone so he'd stay champion and he couldn't do it. So Hobbs doesn't just break backs. He breaks next. He's got something for QT in the factory as well. So he breaks backs next. He uh, almost sung a song that I'm not going to sing. Okay. Well, the I one started. I was like, you know, what? not strength. appropriate. Like, we'll take so left. again, they're lining something up here with Har uh, Starks and Hobbs. And we're kind of figuring out where it's going. All I know is that, uh, you know, I like seeing Ricky Starks on TV. So show me more Ricky Starks. I'm good with this. This is my favorite story in wrestling right now. Like, and I was nice to hear Hobbs speak for himself. Yes, absolutely. He hasn't really had a lot of chance to do that. Yeah, he's totally fine. And, you know, he was back there with Tony and Tony looked very nervous. So that was fun. That's uh, all right, so after this, we go to our first wrestling match of the night, and it is a hot one. It's the two out of three falls match between the American Dragon Brian Danielson and Red Death Dragon Slayer Daniel Garcia. Before this match, they show Ricky the Dragon Steamboat at the, ta at the timekeeper's table because he's the special guest timekeeper, and Jericho also makes his appearance uh, to enter uh, on the commentary table. Uh, and we're not going to go through every single thing in this match, but let's uh, at least give you the pinfall. So Garcia gets the first pinfall 
by referee star stoppage with the uh, dragon sleeper uh, on uh, Danielson. Danielson does not tap. He simply fades out uh, and he uh, Remsburg calls it. Uh, so after that, uh, Bryce starts counting Danielson, you know, cause he's down on the mat. Uh, but Danielson's able to get up. We continue on through the match and Danielson went to second pinfall, uh, reversing a dragon sleeper into a pinning predicament. So Garcia tries to go back to the well, doesn't work out for him, gets countered. So now we're tied one to one, uh, and, uh, things continue to break down. Uh, I know at one point they said, I don't remember where, but at one point, um, in commercial, uh, Danielson gets DDT outside the ring on the concrete that cuts him open. Garcia gets bloodied, um, you know, right before I think going to break, Uh, And as we continue to the end here, Danielson does win the third and final pinfall by submission with the LaBelle lock. So he wins two to one. Uh, And then post-match, Danielson is talking to Garcia and gestures at himself before offering a hand. Uh, And Garcia gets to his feet. It looks like he's going to accept it, but Jericho attacks from uh, running down from uh, commentary. Uh, And Garcia pulls... Jericho off of Danielson. Chris Jericho starts to point fingers at him. Daniel slaps it. Daniel uh, Garcia slaps it away. And you can hear Jericho saying he'd better think about this. And then he leaves the ring. So looks like a little trouble in paradise for Daniel Garcia and the Jericho Appreciation Society. Your gold standard in sports entertainment. Entertainment. <laughs> um, Listen, this was a, I thought this was a fantastic match. I mean, they, the crazy thing is when you look at what uh, Danielson has done in AEW, he has done some of these long opener matches. I mean, this match was long. It took you basically through the full first hour, Um, you know, besides the opening promo. um, It pretty much took you through the full first hour. They went through a couple commercial breaks with picture in picture. There was one full cutaway commercial break, which I don't know if that was supposed to happen, but uh, they did. Um, And uh, I thought this was a really, really fun match. It shows you how good a wrestler, I'm sorry, sports entertainer uh, Daniel Garcia is uh, and how good a wrestler. I mean, if you didn't know, now you know Danielson is Um, just a lot of fun. I I thought that there might be a chance that somebody goes two and zero and they're out. You know, this match is over. I was happy it didn't because it, it kept my attention the whole time. Um. So yeah, I thought this was a really fun first match of the night that took you pretty much through the full first hour. I'm gonna throw it to Ryan first because Kate got to talk about Chicago Mid. Well, see, two things. One, that's a bad call, and I'll explain why in a second. Two, ever since you said it started as a hot one, I've just been singing Smooth by Rob Thomas featuring Santana in my head. Well, it's a hot one. (laughs) Sorry. There's there's a Twitter account called Rob Thomas Weather that you need to follow. It's great. I did not know that, but now I need to follow it. But anyway, the reason I say it was a bad call to go to me first is because my cable decided for one match tonight it didn't (laughs) want to cooperate. And it was this match. I saw everything but this match. Like, I would see bits and pieces, but very few of them. So, it's a rewatch for me. I mean, literally, saw everything else. All, you know what I came back with was when Jericho and Garcia were going at it. Ah, <laughs> figures. Yeah, and I will say this. Uh, definitely go back and watch the match. But that was that was a good thing to sort of be able to see happen live. Um, 
because it's setting something up. So I guess, Ryan, while you can't talk about the match, what did you think of the post-match stuff, this trouble in paradise with the Jericho Appreciation Society? Garcia is a fantastic actor. does a lot of selling with his face, which I think is amazing. I love when I see a wrestler that can actually do that, like tell the story just by their facial reaction, that he's very good at it. The crowd going chanting, you're a pro wrestler, because this is where it was just amazing. Like, you can't plan that, and it was so perfect to, to that situation, especially because then um, Brian Danielson was pointing to the crowd, being like, listen to them. I I almost, like, obviously this didn't happen, but you almost were th- in my head thinking, like, did, did Tony Khan pay the entire crowd to chant this? Because it just fit the story so perfectly. I, I, that, that moment, it's funny. The JAS is, I feel like in some respects has been going on a long time because I think their feud with the BCC has been a little dragged out, but at the same respects, it hasn't been going that long. And to, to see already that people are like to have this natural story with Garcia kind of coming to a head and it not feel rushed. It's, 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 it's not my I mean, I could name probably like four stories that all tie for my favorite in wrestling, but this is this is awesome. And I'll say, I also want to interject this, and obviously, Kate, get your thoughts, but it's worth noting too that Jericho Ryan during the match was, you know, pretty even down the middle. Like he was giving Danielson credit for stuff. Like Jericho's really good, not just playing one side on commentary, and even at the end of the match. You know, he was like, you know, they were talking about Danielson showing Garcia respect and Jericho was like, well, you know, he should because, you know, they, you know, he uh, couldn't pull it out tonight, but he got one win over him. And, uh, you know, he was basically saying, like, these are the kinds of matches you'll get out of the Jericho Appreciation Society and the Blackpool Combat Club. Like, you're always going to get these high caliber matches. So Jericho did a really great job of sort of selling the feud, too, on commentary. When Jericho's um, not yelling, he's very good on commentary. Like when they, when Jericho sits down and talks like normal Jericho that you hear in like interviews and stuff or like talk as Jericho, he's very good at it because he's almost William Regal-esque in that he adds a lot of layers like he can explain things. The problem is he leaves that so quickly and goes into his yelling thing. And it's like just, just talk normal because he actually has some fairly good insight into the matches and provides story. Yeah, he did a pretty good job with it tonight. Um, you know, and again at the end he played his part really well. You know, he uh you know, he left commentary, did the attack, but he made sure beforehand to give credit to, you know, Danielson. You know, it was sort of like he could see the writing on the wall like I might lose Daniel Garcia if I don't go in there now and do something. So, it was really well done in my opinion. Kate, what what did you think about this whole thing? I think Jericho's been listening to Regal on commentary because it's been such a picture perfect uh, job that Regal has done. So I, I think his influence was felt tonight. This match was incredible. Like, um, I again, I'm not an anti-flippy-do person, but to me, there's just nothing better than two guys that look like they're trying to beat the hell out of each other and win the match at all times. Like, it's just the best thing you can do in a wrestling ring is two guys telling a story looking like they're trying to win the match for the entire time is so much fun. I thought the sequencing of the pinfalls was perfect. I think Danielson falling asleep and not tapping there was perfect. I think 
Garcia getting the first one and losing the the last two was great. I think the DDT spot, they both bled together, right? So that whole Blackpool Combat Club thing of we have to bleed together before you join is taken care of. Danielson winning over the young guy is also very much in the the Blackpool Combat Club vein. Um, This match was fantastic. Like it really is, is unbelievable to see. And I, I loved Danielson in WWE. Um, but like, there's just something with him and with FTR, whereas obviously I knew the CM Punk return was going to rock me to my core when it was confirmed. But like, it's going to be awesome. Um, Without seeing more wrestling, like to see one of, if not the greatest, to ever do this, doing it. Um, so it's it's just really cool. It's really cool every time Danielson gets to do one of these. And to your point earlier, like these opening long matches, like he had with Paige, like where they did the Broadway. For some twice. reason, twice, yeah. Like he, um, I, I think there's something really special about the fact that these longer matches don't feel long. Cause I was like, wow, these pinfalls actually feel like they came quick. They didn't, this was like a 35 minute match or something, maybe 40. So, um, I, and, and three segments of the show. So to their credit, like, and I felt that way about the, the one hour with, with page too. Like I felt like that did not feel like an hour long match. He was still skinning the cat back into the ring at 58 minutes or whatever. Right. So <laughs> like yeah. credit to them, but it's one thing to be able to pull these matches off. It's another to have me on the edge of my seat, the same as it would be if it was a 12 minute match or whatever. So kudos to both of them too. Garcia looked great in this, obviously. Um, and the post-match antics I think were Perfect. I think that's where we were all hoping this angle was going to go. I think we had Jericho and Danielson out of this, and that'll be great. Um, but Garcia is funny. He can make the serious stuff feel real. He's a hell of a pro wrestler. Like, it's great. And to, to Ryan's point earlier, the crowd chanting you're a pro wrestler is like, you, you couldn't script it better. Loving Jericho being insulted by that, too. Like, he was so, his whole face just couldn't believe that the crowd would chant that. A home run all the way around. This was a blast. Just a lot of fun, Ryan. Be sure to go give it a rewatch. Oh, it, it's all my must rewatch if my cable lets me. <laughs> well, out of this, we go to Swerve in Our Glory and Private Party being interviewed backstage. Uh, and Strickland says that they should be thankful, and Private Party basically questioned him for that. Uh, and. Um, and he says that uh, this is as close as they're getting to the tag titles. And after their match, they can walk their happy asses back down the ladder. One of my favorite things to happen here was um, at one point, uh, I think Mark Quinn um, uh, was, uh, oh, no, it wasn't Quinn. It was um, Isaiah. Isaiah. Yes. Sorry. His name escaped me for a second. Isaiah was talking shit. And then I think uh, Keith Lee stepped up and he said, Ooh, save me, Tony or something. He like pulled, he <laughs> yeah. hit behind Shivani. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and then too, right before this ended, Keith Lee offered Isaiah some gum and he swatted it out of his hand. And Keith Lee said, just trying to help brother. Um, <laughs> so uh, they're lining up this title match. that's going to happen. Um, uh, I also thought it was very fun that private party, they said something about being ranked and private party was, what do you mean? We're five. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> they were like touting their fifth rank, um, which was really funny. So, um, so yeah, we're just lining up this title match, uh, a fun little segment backstage. I don't know if anybody wants to say anything. I'll keep going for sure. Shlong's got nothing. Yeah. Kate says we're good. This is fun. This I think was... it'll be a really fun match. Like I think private party oh, yeah. versus Swerve and our glory is going to be a blast. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, and hopefully we can see a little more out of private party. I remember, I know last time we saw them in the ring on TV, I was like a little disappointed. I was like, what happened to private party? So yeah. hopefully we see private party back to their form guys. This was a point in the night where everybody in my house got really super excited. Tony niece made his entrance to the ring and he did his thing with Mark Sterling. He did the unzip turned around and then John fucking Moxley ruined it. He blind signs, uh, niece and smart Mark Sterling laying them both out on the stage. And that was the most we got to see out of niece who they said was coming down to the ring for a match. Uh, clearly that match did not happen. Um, so Mox rolls into the ring. He calls CM Punk out and he says he's sick of waiting if Punk wants to unify the belts. Let's get it over with right now. Enter CM Punk. He's chased by a staff who are trying to hold him back. Moxley rushes the crowd. Claudio uh, makes an appearance uh, and he holds John back. Pat Buck is trying to play Peacemaker. Good to see Pat Buck is okay after getting headbutted by Luchasaurus. Wheeler Yuta makes an appearance trying to talk sense into uh, Moxley and finally... Uh, Mox walks through the crowd. So this thing ain't over. And I know they didn't announce it here, but we'll say it here. What kind of blew my mind is they announced that this interim title match is happening next week on Dynamite. So two things I want to know from you guys. And Kate, we'll go to you first again as the CM Punk mark. I'm sorry, simp. Um, so one. Did you uh, did you like this second uh, sort of foray into this battle between the two? And second question, what the fuck are they doing having this match next week? Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I think something's going to happen and they're not going to get to a result. But I mean, this seems crazy, right? Like, I don't know what else the match can be at the pay-per-view or what other stipulation they need to add to this to make it more intriguing. But I'll take your thoughts, Kate. What do you think about this? Um, so I like it because it's a playbook we haven't seen run a lot before. Like we don't usually see matches look like they're about to start and then get completely blindsided. That's actually something that they do a lot in WWE and it annoys me there because they run it into the ground, but it's a fun storytelling device when it's used properly. I felt like maybe we didn't need a whole second segment about it. Like, but I'm always up for trying to tell stories in different ways, right? Like that's fun. Um, I'm intrigued. I'm wondering if this somehow leads to like Punk versus Claudio before we get to the pay-per-view or if they are going to go through with the match, which I don't think they are, but if they're going to do it, um, I think we're for sure getting Kenny Omega and CM Punk it all out. Like, I think that that almost has to be the case, right? Because what's going to be bigger than that? But I think like John Moxley is part of a stable, right? Like it would be very easy for Punk to come in and fight everybody else instead on the way to all out. 
but yeah, it definitely caught me off guard. I like being surprised in wrestling a whole lot. Um, it feels very on brand for Mox and Punk would later accept that. So that feels on brand for this version of CM Punk too. So I'll take it. Now, what seems crazy to me is I thought I saw somewhere in the rumor mills. So again, take this with a grain of salt that CM Punk wasn't maybe a hundred percent all the way there with his foot. And maybe he wouldn't wrestle until all out, but it doesn't he look like walking that. weird today, but he could also be working us. So I mean, listen, they worked us the whole time. They said he wasn't going to be ready for all out. They were, yes. you know, they worked us all. So, um, yeah, it's just weird. Like I don't I just don't know uh, cuz I think this is the money for the pay-per-view. I really do think that this is the match that people want to see and pay money for. So I'm I'm interested to see sort of what they do here. You know, time limit draw a possibility, but we've seen them do that before. Um interference, they don't do a whole lot of that, but I mean he called out Hangman Adam Page uh, it would be really weird to see Hangman Adam Page sort of break it up, and then maybe they do something like a weird three-way unification bout. I mean, um, MJF is sure just hanging around, not doing anything. That popped into my mind, too, of course. Um, MJF has beaten Punk in Chicago. I don't think you want to go to that well again, but um, it's there, and he's been noticeably absent. But I, they don't usually do, like, costing you the title type interferences, which I prefer. Yeah, I mean, they, um, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, they've been surprising us a lot lately, right? I mean, CM Punk showed up last week. Who knows what's in store for the rest of this episode of Dynamite? Um, but, you know, they've been throwing a lot of surprises out. So it is possible. MJF did run through my brain, but, you know, they've been really quiet on on the MJF front. So, um I don't know, Ryan, what do you, what did you think about this? And what do you think is going to, you know, what's the, what's the play next week? So I'm with Kate on, I don't like this used a lot, but once every now and again, I find it interesting because it feels kind of exciting and different for next week's thing here. here I gotta be careful. If they don't, if they give us a non-finish, I'm going to be annoyed. Um, I will, I'm the first to say, I don't like, let me, let me rephrase that. Depends on how we get the non-finish, but traditionally, if they either have someone get attacked, so we don't have the match at all, or we have some kind of weird interference, I'll be annoyed. I don't like that when WWE does it. I'm not going to pretend to like it when AEW does it for something this important. If it's not this important, it's a different story, but you're talking like, you're promising me this this unification bout, and then you cheat cheat me out of it. I will be annoyed. I I for no I think everyone's head, yours, Mark Quills. It's also uh, I think someone else said it too. Mine all went to MJF because he is literally the only person I could think of who could face one of these guys, and most likely be Punk, but one of these guys at All Out that would be a bigger main event. Um, you know. That's the only person that could be a bigger main event if he was involved. I don't know. It, it's really weird, but they clearly have something in mind. Because I listen, Tony Khan sometimes gives a lot of really good matches on TV. You're like, how are we getting this already? He wouldn't, even he wouldn't rush this and pull it from all out when you're this close if he didn't have something bigger planned. 
Is there an Eddie Kingston thing? Like, do they reignite Eddie Kingston and Punk? Where, like, it just feels it's just weird too, because it's a title unification situation. And it's like, for too someone close to, to re. It's just too close to reignite that for me. You know what I mean? Like, but and and let me, let me if if you have mo- like Eddie versus CM at All Out is not bigger than CM Punk versus Moxley at all out. It's just not, at least right now. It would yeah. be yeah, if you let them Punk go. Punk and Eddie at Grand Slam, A, so that I can yeah. see it live, and B, like, that just feels like the move. I agree, but well, I'll also, I, just, I don't, I don't let, like non-finishes. That, that's me, my only thing. Let me pose this question, right? Let's say we do get <clears throat> let's say we do get this title unified. Um... Let's say we do get the title unified and, um, you know, uh, MJF does reappear, right? And this is now what you're setting up for All Out. You got to give him the title at All Out, right? You can't have him come back and then not get the title, especially especially after sort of like everything they've sort of been going through with him, right? The no show, the contract talk, the fire me, like that's the point where you'd have to say he's got to take the title, right? You can't have him yeah, come and back and lose. Yeah, I do that yet. Right. So I just No, I, I agree. He d- doesn't make sense except for the fact that he's the only guy I could think of that would be bigger at all out. Like there's, so you're going to have Cleveland again, Asian Joe saying, I think Illinois Cleveland will be if, if they advertise the match. And it doesn't happen. Not happening at all would be a huge mistake. That would, that's the kind of stuff you do that pisses off fans. Not they generally don't, don't do that too, by the way, they, they, the only, no, they don't they've really, like the only reason they've ever done that is because somebody's injured or not cleared or COVID, right? They've and done they're, that. They're upfront about it and right. they tell you what's going on. But a non-finish, that's every fan has a different opinion on that. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of it. I want finishes in my mind. Even if it's a dirty pin or something, like I still want someone to win, someone to lose. Um Yeah, and Punk and Mox so, don't fuck around like that either. Like I don't think they like yeah. non-finishes. Like I can't imagine them coming so, up like, with that for the program. It has to be like there's something I I'm actually the more I think about it, and I'm not saying it's definitely MJF because that to me seems outrageous for the reasons you guys said. Like it, it's too soon to give them the belt. But I am getting excited thinking they have to have something planned. Well, yeah, and Mox is from Cleveland, right? And they're in Cleveland next week, so there's something going on. It's it, something something's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I I just, it's going to be, again, we've talked about this before. It's fun when you don't see exactly what's going to happen right in front of you. So that's, that's exciting. I just don't, I have no idea where they're going to go and that's fun for me, right? Like we just don't know what's going to happen because we were all, we were all looking at this for all out. And then all of a sudden, bam, they blindsided you again. They did it somewhere towards the end. I don't remember where, but towards the end, they just gave that announcement, you know, Hey, this is happening next week, which is out of this world. So we'll see tune in next week for that title unification bout. We'll see how that plays out. And then we'll talk about it here on the Mark order podcast. But after this in the show, we go to 2.0 and Jericho interviewed backstage. Jericho says he's going to give Daniel Garcia a pass for tonight. He might have been a little fuzzy and didn't realize what he was doing um, by putting his hands on Jericho. And maybe he's wavering, but he needs to know for sure that and and they're going to have a face to face chat next week on Dynamite. 
But that's when the Ricky the Dragon Steamboat rolls up and he says he's been watching Garcia. He doesn't need Jericho, who's the same guy he was 15 years ago. And Danielson would be the better choice to mentor Garcia. And that's when Jericho tells Ricky to keep his hands off him and stay out of his business. And then he walks off. And that's when Angelo Parker grabs Steamboat by the throat and says, uh, you know, look at me when I'm talking to you. Don't touch him. And that gets him a slap across the chest from the Steamboat. So next week, Garcia and Jericho face to face. Yes, it was. It was a fun, fun use of Ricky. He did his job. Yeah, for sure. Another dragon on the dragon show. It's true. I saw a very funny tweet earlier that was like, we've just accepted that his last name is Steamboat. Like the gimmick name comes in the middle. Like we've just accepted his last name is Steamboat. And I think it's a very fair point, but this was cute. This was like, this was a good way to like get a, a quick, a quick pop for Ricky Steamboat. And, uh, and get out of there without him like getting in the ring like say a 73 year old Ric Flair. Right. Yes. Good. Yeah, never point. For a while WWE did a good job of this where they were like bringing guys back for the cuz I never mind this. If you're going to show an old guy in like a quick segment, that's fine. Yeah, I just don't fine. like when they go too far and like 73 year olds get in the ring. Correct. It's not great. Well, not for a full match. This was perfect. The way they did it was perfect. And the fact that he knew Jericho, you know, and he's the same guy just was a added bonus. Yes, it was. Guys, after this, we go to the Ass Boys. Got to get Dan Housen paid. They go to the Ass Boys. Uh, Austin and Colton Gunn versus the Varsity Blondes. This is a quick one. Uh, the Ass Boys win by pinfall with the Colt 45 from Colton Gunn on Griff Garrison. Griff Garrison eating the pin here. Uh, And that's when Billy Gunn grabs the mic and says, that's what he's been trying to teach his boys. He's super proud of them. It's the proudest part of his career is to be able to work with them. That's when Stokely Hathaway enters down the ramp and Billy gets distracted and his sons attack him. They lay him out and the acclaimed come to make the save and the ass boys run for the hills. So does Stoke. And as they're in the ring, Bowen puts his fingers up in the scissor position. And he says, scissor me daddy ass and daddy ass scissors him. He's hanging with the acclaimed. They're all hugging. It's a feel good moment. The ass boys are with Billy Gunn. This is the moment also where I decided again, I'm going to keep this going. I said, really Stoke? You're going to go, you're going to court the ass boys and not sunny kiss. What are we doing? Who has the best ass? In wrestling. If you're displeased, just be sure to tweet at Stokely Hathaway and let him know. Hashtag join the market. Clearly has real control over this. Just be sure. Listen, he is a PR person who is clearly managing talent. He has all of the control, Ryan. He's yeah, been handing out business cards like they're candy. I guess we really just dropped the publicist part of this, huh? Like we're just he's a manager. Um I don't like this at all. Like I thought it was, it's a weird, I felt like this whole segment could have been on rampage. This did not need to be eating up TV time on this episode of dynamite, especially we got like a six minute women's match that was in commercial. Um, 
this was just like a waste of of dynamite time. Put this on Rampage. This is perfect for Rampage. That's where the acclaimed and the Gun Club have lived. Uh look, but I thought this was a swerve to get to the acclaimed. Like I thought the Gun Club stuff with Stokely was so that the Gun Club would be loyal to their dad and he would kind of like flip to the acclaimed. Bowens with Stokely all day. Max Caster with Stokely all day. Uh, I don't like this, but I also sat through two iterations of Diamond Mind that I was not excited for. Uh, and Stokely Hathaway had them tag champs, Roddy North American champ, um, and Ivy Nile as one of the most over women's talent by the end of it. I was like, that makes no sense. There's no way Stokely Hathaway picks these guys. There's no way all these guys hang out. This doesn't work at all. Um, and he managed his way out of that paper bag. So who's to say he can't do that here? Um, but I just like Lee Moriarty, Ethan Page, and the ass voice is some uphill battle that Stokely Hathaway is going to have to manage for. Like, I have absolutely no interest in that. Um, but if anybody can do it, he's the guy. But I don't know if anybody can do it. We'll we'll find out. I'm sure in two months I'll be proven wrong. He did make the right move though of hightailing, so he didn't get his head slapped again. Yes, and, thank um, God. As He's the not. acclaimed came down to the ring. Yes. Wise call. Strong, anything you want to add? I think I would have enjoyed this as an anyway. But seeing Stokely come out for the ass boys, who I know Kate is not a fan of made me love this so much because she's a huge fan of Stoke. Mike is my and, favorite wrestling manager in the past yeah, like in decades and one of my least and, favorite and to have him something. oh god it was it was so great that moment. I will say this the what I'm hoping for from Stoke is that these aren't this isn't I know you were gonna do it you bitch that no, this is what are you looking for from Stoke? I don't want this to be like Diamond Mind. I don't want this to be like other groups. I don't want them to be out there like with each other. I hope he just manages a bunch of random people and he's with them when he's with them and then he's not when he like kind of like Keenan used to do in the day where like yeah, sometimes they teamed up, but overall they weren't there for each other. They're like it was just his group. Because that I, then it makes more sense. I liked Lee Moriarty and Ethan Page being under the same umbrella because I felt like there was a very real thing of them being underutilized there. Also, that got Dan Lambert off my screen, so I was happy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I would so much rather be like Bear Country. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. get them on my television. I wanted they already to had a private party. Private party would have been a great shout too. I think they might be headed to ROH once new TV comes up, but I don't know. I also felt maybe I think it's just because of the Billy Gunn stuff and probably a bias of me just not wanting this to be true. But I'm like, that doesn't feel permanent to me. Like, because I, I, I don't think these are permanently with, with him. I th yeah, I there's think something like with, transient. I think there's a story with Billy Gunn trying to fish them out of Stokely's control, right? Like, Stokely is a shifty little guy and Billy Gunn is their dad. Like that there might be some innate story to win the back or maybe they trade the acclaimed for them. I don't know. But there there was something about this that felt not permanent to me. If you but want my I honest opinion, what I like wishful hoping. If if I'm if I'm 
what crossed my mind, I have no idea if this will actually happen, but I guess in my fantasy booking brain, what I saw was I, I'm wondering if we get the story that Stokely actually did approach the acclaimed and they turned him down, like not like Moriarty turned him down, not like they asked boys, they like really turned him down. And so out of like spitefulness, he went for the ass boys and it comes out as part of like a story. Like they were second choice. That would be fun. Yeah, that could work. I hate this. I hate this and I wish it was on Rampage. Still more interested than the Trustbusters. It's very true, (laughs) but we'll see how it plays out. We'll see what Stoke has in store. Fuck you guys. Uh, we do get a death triangle, uh, promo, a nice promo from PAC. Uh, they're calling out the, uh, United empire, um, before their, uh, trios match. And PAC says, uh, Osprey likes to parade around as the best Britain has produced, but he begs to differ. And he says, uh, he's very much looking forward to the match next week with his brothers beside in their unstoppable unit built for the tournament. So, Building to that match, that match should be awesome. Uh, the Banger. United Empire versus Death Triangle. Yup, sign me up. Uh, let's see. We also have Jungle Boy making his entrance to the ring to get on the mic. And he said that when he wore his Christian as a pussy t-shirt, he got in trouble and was asked never to wear it again. But did that shirt, uh, that shirt sure nailed, uh, nailed it. Because for weeks he's tried to hit Christian Cage every chance he gets with his hands, a car, uh, or a chair, even his car. And Cage has done absolutely nothing, and he personally would never just take that kind of treatment, but that's him. So either he can choose, uh, he can chase Christian as long as he has to uh, until he gets his hands on him, or he can man up and face him it all out. And that's when Christian Cage comes in right before Jack can call him a pussy. Uh, and he says, uh, Christian says no to the challenge, but not for the reason we think. He said things are getting out of hand. Luchasaurus got himself suspended last week. And at the end of the day, he's actually proud of Jungle Boy. With all the confidence speaking for himself a year ago, it was like he's from West Virginia. And he can't string a sentence together. That got me. That was funny. Um, and he said he's been he's been thinking. And obviously, uh, the frustration boiled over and they lost the tag titles. Um, and, uh, he said uh, things that neither of them really meant, uh, and he gets it and, uh, he doesn't want to fight. He wants to fix this and go on another run. This time he said, he'll take Jack to the promised land. At the end of the day, he said, Jack is like a son to him. And he asked jungle boy to come back home and jungle man paused and seemed to consider the offer, but he steps in with a double leg takedown and. Uh, rains down, punches on Christian. Cage takes it to the floor, smashes uh, smashes him into the barricades, but Jungle Boy is able to get uh, Christian into the steps, uh, you know, with his head, uh, stomping on his hand, uh, his, uh, his arm in the corner of the steps. So it's a melee and we go to break, but clearly uh, Christian, or I'm sorry, Jungle Boy is not buying it, Ryan. Looks like uh, they're going to have this match it all out. I'm excited for this match. Um, we lose someone? Yeah, I think uh, Kate had a connection issue. It's all good. Okay. 
Um, I'm excited for this match. I, I actually had to laugh that he had addressed the t-shirt thing because I do think he probably did get told, don't wear this again. But at the same yes. point, people loved the shirt. So he probably had to come out and be like, I have to explain why I'm not going to wear the shirt that everyone loves. Uh, and to see him do like a like a brutal attack on Christian was nice. I'm liking the aggression out of him. I'm liking seeing the side of him. Um, <laughs> for those wondering why I just laughed out of nowhere, Kate texts us that the Stokely angle broke her broke her internet. It was so bad. So that's where Kate is right now. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this. Uh, I do wonder though. There's a lot of speculation online. Is is Luchasaurus doing a double turn? And I could easily see that happening. And I'm not sure I'm going to feel about that, but I'm going to enjoy the match that it's put in front of me. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're, they've been building this angle really well. And Christian has just been playing the heel role great. I mean, everywhere he goes out, he shit talks the crowd. Tonight, some of the stuff he said about West Virginia was just really funny. Just really classic heel stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Let's get to this match it all out and, you know, we'll settle the score. Uh, they go to commercial and come back with a promo, Ryan, FTR and Wardlow. FTR says there's no way they'll let Wardlow get jumped, uh, by Satnam Singh, uh, and, uh, and, uh, Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal because nobody messes with the pinnacle. So they brought the pinnacle thing back. Interesting. Wardlow tells Satnam Singh, it doesn't matter how big you are. Everybody gets power bombed. Harwood says that Jay Lethal might have once been the best in the world, but he truly thinks that today he's the best. They can challenge them to a trios match next week. So we'll get a trios match out of these two groups. Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh, and uh, Jay Lethal versus FTR and Wardlow. Ryan, the most interesting thing about this, because the angle doesn't really interest me, but the most interesting thing was hearing the pinnacle addressed again. Yeah, like this is one of those things that they tend to not do that stuff. Like granted, they 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 aren't bad about referencing their past. Um, they they don't ignore things that have happened, but it is weird that they actually like referenced it in such an obvious way. Again, it leads you to believe are they leaving breadcrumbs? But I mean, I'm not going to speculate too hard. At least there's logic as to why they're helping Wardlow. Um, I'm with you. This isn't necessarily my favorite angle right now. But I do want to see Wardlow powerbomb Satnam Singh. So, what was just interesting here, Ryan, is I 100% forgot that um, they were even in the faction together. That's not even a joke. I really <laughs> did forget. I was like, wait a minute. FTR wasn't in the pinnacle. Oh, wait. They were. Yes, yes they were. Back I just when they really were forgot about it. I really forgot about it. So. We'll see what happens with that match next week. Uh, Ryan, we go to our next wrestling match of the night, and it's Kylan King versus Tony Storm. Uh, we haven't seen much of Kylan King uh, on TV, so it was nice to see her on television. Um, cutting to the end, uh, Tony Storm does win by pinfall with an elevated DDT. Thunder Rose has been watching backstage and cheering her tag team partner on but we do find out that this means um this means that they will uh have a match at all out so tony storm uh will get her match versus um thunder rosa for the title at all out and of course schlong mark will our good pal 
was good enough to do the timing for the female match, the women's match. Tony Storm versus Kylan King entrances were a minute eight. The segment first segment was one fifty eight, three minutes in picture in picture. Segment two was a minute fifty. Post match thirty four seconds. This got a total of eight minutes thirty one seconds on TV, and it was back in the death slot post nine o'clock. Yeah. So, like, I, uh, listen. I well, I mean, there's there's a problem here that you'll again. Why are we only having one women's match? That's the problem, really. I have no problem that you would put like a match uh, with, and I really like Highland King, but I have no problem that her match gets a death slot match. But she can wrestle. Why'd you give them eight minutes? Again, this is where I actually agree with as much as I joy as I took in seeing Kate have to suffer through the ass boys joining Stokely. That's where I agree with her. That segment belonged belonged on Rampage. And this deserved more time. Like you didn't have yeah. to have it be as short as it was. No, I, I 100% agree. I mean, like when the um, when the whole thing with the ass boys and the acclaimed happened, I was just like, why, you know, why did we need this? I even actually said, why did we need the second, you know, like Moxley, um, you know, the second Agreed. Moxley segment? Because uh, honestly, I would have rather seen Tony Nice wrestle a match, you know, on, on TV. Um, it was just seemed like they were just like, who do we got backstage? Uh, okay, uh, let's throw this let's throw this person out there to get, you know, kind of mushed while, you know, uh, Moxley heads to the ring. It just there were certainly things they could have cut out to make more time for. Yeah, this like match. I feel like the Moxley like using Tony Nice part of it like you're right part of it seems like who they just picked random part of it feels like they know tony niece and mark sterling can make something of it like feeling slighted but i especially at least the mox thing i understand a little bit more because it's set up why you bumped up the match and everything but i just you didn't like you didn't need the ass boys on dynamite you could have done that whole thing on rampage and then you would have get you could have taken that five six minute segment that they had added it to this match and then you would have had a 15 minute women's match which shouldn't be in the death slot but a 15 minute match isn't bad i mean they deserve more time than that but a 15 minute individual match isn't bad yeah i mean listen these two women can wrestle they deserved more than eight minutes you know it's I don't know. It is what it is. Um, you know, we'll we'll see what sort of happens. Um, I don't know. I, I just yeah, don't know I, why this gets I, eight minutes. You know, I my biggest hope, and this we're we're kind of is if the, if Triple H continues to improve WWE programming, which he is doing. One area he's very good at doing it is in the women's wrestling, and my hope is that kind of forces Tony Khan's hand to dedicate more time to the women here because they need more time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do certainly need more time. Um, I just, you know, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. You know, we, it's like we beat. You know, yeah. We I don't want, I'm not ranting because it, we, it's a rant. We do a lot, but I'm just saying that's my one hope competition. Sometimes can Tony doesn't like to be seen as doing less. And if Triple H keeps getting more and more, attention for booking women so well he's gonna want to match it and that's my hope yeah so we'll see what happens i mean <clears throat> they were um they did i mean this is sort of separate but they did make some 
some what look like strides or efforts to move forward with the women's division. Like on dark, we saw Kayla Rossi uh, make her debut, right? She was somebody we saw as a heater for Joey Janela. And then when he went away, we didn't see her, uh, but she made an in-ring debut on dark. We saw Kylan King on television. So like we're seeing them maybe, you know, reinforce talent, but we need to give them more than eight minutes on Wednesday nights. That's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, all right, Schlong. Uh, we do get uh, uh, we do get a video package after this: the Trustbusters versus the Best Friends on Friday uh, night for the Trios tournament uh, coming up. Um, and we talked about some of the other stuff. The big news, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, for next week is the fact that we'll have the title unification match in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, and I think, uh, I think Schlong, you know, the loose justification for that, by the way, was that Tony Khan realized that he wouldn't be able to keep them, them apart until all out. Um, so, um, you know, we'll see how we get there. We'll talk about it next week, obviously. But what we got to talk about now is we had our first quarterfinal trios tournament, uh, match. Uh, so we knew we were getting uh, La Fasion in Grenoble, uh, which is Andrade El Idolo, Rouge, El Toro Blanco, Rouge, and Dragon Lee versus the Young Bucks and a mystery partner. So before the match is getting ready to start, the Bucks make their entrance. They don't have anybody in tow, and that is when Brandon Cutler hands a note to. Um, to uh, the ring announcer and they go through the whole announcement and we find out that Kenny by God, Omega is back and he is the partner. That's right. So Schlong, this was the, this was part of the reason I think we didn't see hangman right earlier on, maybe leading to, you know, us not knowing if he was going to be the mystery partner or, you know, not, because maybe it could have gone either way, right? They were sort of lining up that story. Um, but, um, you know, this was obviously not something I was prepared for, Schlong. I mean, everything that everything that we had sort of heard was that Kenny Omega wasn't near ready to return to the ring. Like, all of the news and the rumors that were coming out was that he wasn't ready, he wasn't going to be ready anytime soon, and that it's not likely that he's going to be involved at all out in any manner, but clearly again, we're kind of being worked, right? Yeah. So um, I wasn't ready for it until like last week. And then they set it up pretty heavily and it's like, Holy shit. They really sped up that timeline. What was that? I'm being the elite, right? Yeah. That's kind of where like, and with hangman turning them down. Right. But it's still, it, nothing was guaranteed. Right. Um, no, no. so, it was uh, fun. The other thing, the other fun thing is that when Kenny did come back, um, he uh, had uh, Don Callis with him. Uh, so Don Callis joined commentary for this match. And before we even talk about the match song, how fucking fantastic was Don Callis back on commentary? He is so much fun when he joins that team. And he was going back and forth with everybody else they were talking about 
somebody said uh, the alleged injuries that uh, the alleged surgeries, multiple surgeries that uh, Kenny had and Don Callis cut him off. And he said, alleged, I was there for all of them. They happened. <laughs> it was just fun for that. Yeah, the um, alleged part was weird. It, it was just fun to have that sort of, you know, back and forth between oh, no, the like, banter the was great, but calling it alleged just felt weird. I'm like, like of all, like that's not usually a face and uh, announcer gimmick. And then somebody else, I don't remember what was being said, but Jr. was saying something, and uh, and um, Don Callis kept cutting in and like correcting him. Uh, and Jr. was like, "Well, how many times are you gonna let? How, when are you gonna let this go?" And Don Callis was like, "As long as you bring it up, I'm gonna con- contend what you're saying." And <laughs> Jr. was like, "All right, fair enough." So I thought it was. I oh, thought no, it was, he was great, but I just, it was weird that the, the, I'm just saying the actual thing saying alleged, it's like, that's a weird face announcer thing to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But anyway, getting to this match, the other interesting thing, uh, Schlong, is that Kenny Omega came out. He had his normal, you know, sort of gear, his jacket, uh, as well as his long pants. But he wrestled this match with a shoulder brace on. Uh, as well as a compression shirt that looked like it had some padding on it. So I don't know about you, Shlong, but when I saw that, I was like, oh, fuck, like, he's not going to be involved in this in any way. Like, he's going to, it's going to be a quick tag. He's going to come in, maybe give a kick and then get out. But that was like furthest from the truth. I mean, did you think when you saw him like that, Ryan, that he was really going to be as involved as he was? So part of, like, at first, I'll be honest, I I was kind of torn. Um, part of me thought, like you said, oh shit, this isn't good. They're, they're, they're going to slow roll him back. Maybe he's not a hundred percent, but he's close and they know by the end of the tournament, he'll be fine. And, but then part of me was kind of in my head thinking, are they working us again? Like, just like, cause sometimes guys come out with all that tape to sell how hurt they are. I'm like, right. It's a very selling thing. And it, clearly that's what they did. He wore all that stuff to be like, I'm so hurt. I'm so which I'm fine with. I'm not criticizing. That's a great storytelling device. Um, so I was kind of torn because I, 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 my first and my initial reaction was like yours, like oh shit, you know we're probably a couple right. weeks away from seeing the real Kenny. And then part of me was like, I guess feeling like wrestling has made me jaded, and I'm like, but is he really <laughs> right? Well, the the fun thing too was that we quickly realized when Kenny gets tagged into the match for like the first time that oh okay. He seems like he's gonna go, um, and he did all of the, he he played all the hits right. Um, you know, the first thing he did in the ring was off the side apron, jump to the top rope, you know, to drop a, a double arm, you know, axe handle uh, onto Dragon Lee, right? Um, you know, he did V triggers, he did the the Snapdragon suplexes. Um, you know, he was doing everything, and that the one thing I have to call out the move that he was involved with, he was trying to go, uh, you know, uh, out of the ring and he kept getting, excuse me, he kept getting stopped. And at one point he was trying to, you know, uh, terminate, uh, dragon Lee and he gets basically tripped up and pulled out of the ring. Schlong, that move that, that, uh, they did where they pulled the barricades out like three, four feet from the crowd. They sat Dragon Lee. I'm sorry, not Dragon Lee. Roosh held uh, Kenny Omega on top of the barricades, sitting up on top of the barricades. 
And Andrade held the ropes open wide for Dragon Lee to hit a tope con hero into the crowd over the barricade. That that was maybe one of the sickest things I think I've ever seen on TV. And I said to G, as they were sort of setting up, I was like, there's like a, a, a young dude sitting in that front row. I was legitimately uh, <laughs> worried. I was like, this kid's going to get destroyed. But that was a pretty vicious looking move. I don't know what you thought about it. Yeah, there was a couple, but that definitely is the one that stands out. We're like, oh, are, are we sure we want to do this? Yeah. Guys. And, and then he was able to hit the V trigger. He did get a one winged angel up on um, Dragon Lee, which resulted in the final pin. Gordon Post saying uh, it looked pretty sloppy to him. I'm not going to argue with there with you there, Gordon Post. A couple of things, though. I'm not sure if maybe he was selling the fact at the end he was selling that his knee was hurt right maybe that was part of it maybe he's just literally got some ring rust he needs to work through but the bottom line for me is that um he's back and he wrestled this match he didn't just stand there on the apron and they didn't keep him from getting in the ring he actually wrestled that was the interesting thing for me and then even i'll get i want your take on this whole thing but Post-match, we were talking about this before we got on the air. Post-match, Andrade and uh, Roosh loosen the mask of Dragon Lee. They raise his hands because after the match, even Kenny Omega was sort of talking and patting Dragon Lee. Um, You know, uh, and so they they raise his arms. Andrade and Roosh raise Dragon Lee's arms, and then they hit him with a DDT. His mask flies off, and it looks like the Elite, uh, are maybe trying to or thinking about saving Dragon Lee and the feed cuts because they were over time. Uh, this was like the one time I really would have loved for them to stay and run over like two minutes. I mean, I'm sure they're going to put something out on their social. They usually do that if something happened. But um, yeah, I thought that this was it was a surprise. I had no idea it was Kenny. I mean, I know they were sort of leading you there, but I really had no idea it was going to be confirmed Kenny. So this was really, really fun for me. And this match was awesome. I mean, Andrade, Roosh, Dragon Lee, they can all wrestle. Nick, uh, you know, the Jacksons, Kenny can wrestle. Uh, fun that there were two sets of brothers in this match. So I, I thought this was a lot of fun, a great main event. And the start to this trios tournament was was a a good match. Um, what do you think, Schlong? Like I said, I kind of always, I didn't know it was always going to be him until this past week. And then it was like, if it's not him, they've made a major mistake. So that's kind of why I thought it would be. Uh, the match was amazing. You're talking six of the best wrestlers in the world going at it. Couldn't be any, just couldn't ask for more. Um, I really like trios matches. I, these belts are going to be awesome. I don't think AEW has too many belts, so I don't mind more. Uh, Kenny's entrance was so cool. The people so happy. The I everyone I, I'm pretty sure everyone knew that Dragon Lee was in this match to to take the pin. Like that's like he's not part of AEW. They bring him in and right. out when they need him, but he's not Roosh. He's not part of this. It's kind of was like yeah, he's he's the reason they lose. He's their their weak link. Um, so uh, that was fine. I, I do wonder what they did after. I hope they do release something just like a quick, oh, this is fun thing happened after the, the you know, the cameras after the, the station cut off. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything specific. 
Nothing real specific. I mean, like you said, you point out the best spot, in the, not the best spot, the most violent spot in the match. I'm just so happy Kenny's back. You know, it's funny. He was never, I'm not one who was like, he's my favorite wrestler. He was never been my favorite wrestler. And that's not because I dislike him. He just wasn't on my radar for a long time because I wasn't one who watched New Japan. You just appreciate how good he is once you see it. Like, I, I like how much he brings. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they just got another A plus level wrestler. But like, they just got CM Punk back, who's A plus. They just got Brian Danielson back, who's A plus. Oh, and yeah, and they just had a Kenny Omega, who's A plus. Like, they just got three A plus wrestlers back. And on there. And we didn't even mention um, <clears throat> Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Oh, yeah. Is also back. Um, you know, and, uh, um, you know, he's just not wrestled yet. You know, he said last week or two weeks ago, he wasn't cleared. Right. So he's coming back at some point too. So it looks like some of these injuries are, are getting behind them. Hopefully now. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be close. Cause I don't think you have him involved at all if he's not close. So now you have four a plus level guys who are all coming back at the same. Like I haven't been upset with the way this company has been running. I know some people not upset, but like some people are saying, yeah, they're missing the town. I didn't feel, I mean, I knew they weren't, they were missing some, but I wasn't too, like, too disappointed with what I was getting. But man, you're just talking next level guys again. Yeah, this is a different crop of talent that's making their way back after dealing with injuries. So they're all steam ahead um, going into All Out and even Dynamite next week. So Dynamite lining up to be a pretty big show next week. We'll see what sort of surprises they throw at us. So, uh, Ryan, just a couple of notes uh, from the past week. Not a whole lot, but uh, for those maybe who don't know, Chris Statlander is uh, out uh, for quite some time. We know that she had just come back not too long ago. I mean, she hasn't been, uh, you know, uh, she's been with them for some time now. But unfortunately, um, she has injured her knee. So, we found that out, I think, Friday last week. And then Saturday, the news came out, um, you know, that this is a pretty bad injury. Um, she has a completely torn ACL and lateral meniscus and requires surgery to repair the knee. Uh, so we know she'll be back. But I think a lot of us were just hoping that... Um, you know, she was going to be involved in the bigger picture moving forward. So let's hope that, um, you know, she can get past this and come back and, and be as strong as she was before. But it just sucks to see her sort of coming back involved in some angles. And now all of a sudden she's out for for quite some time. Yeah, she had a ton of momentum. So it's a shame she's going to lose, not lose momentum, but she just can't take advantage of it. Um, the only thing I will say is. ACL injuries have become like they've gotten very good at repairing them. So at least we know it's something that everyone, plenty of people come back perfectly fine from. So, yep. It, you know, it, it's, I'm not, I'm, I guess I'm looking for some silver lining here, but it just really sucks because she was, everyone was talking about her to have like any title. She was that highly of. So just stinks. Yeah. So, Wishing uh, for a quick recovery and a healthy recovery from Chris Statlander. Uh, the other thing that came out was there were a couple notes on some possible contract expiration dates that were uh, confirmed. Looks like Kenny Omega 
signed a four-year deal that is set to end in February 2023. But the caveat to that is that um, AEW can actually add injury time on to extend that a little bit. I think it was like nine months or something like that uh, that they can add on. Um, the Young Bucks and Hangman Adam Page also signed three-year contracts with two-year options. They could be free agents at the end of next year. So it's just a couple big names with contracts coming up. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's an interesting time in wrestling, and the landscape is changing yet again. I personally can't see any of these guys going anywhere else, but you never know. We'll keep an eye the on only, things. The only one who... I could possibly see is Hangman. I'm not even saying I see it. He's just the the most possible. I can't see Kenny in the Bucks going because of I just can't see it. Yeah, they're they are such a big part of AEW. But hey, we said the same thing about uh, Rody Codes, right? Uh, yeah, but at perhaps. least I mean the only difference is they've never been in WWE. He at least like had that. Sure. Well, no, of course. But, you know, they're being a little more aggressive with their uh, acquisitions. Uh, and I'm sure other companies would give a look if if guys became available. So we'll see what happens. We've got some time there, uh, but just some interesting notes, some confirmed dates. And um, Ryan, you and I were talking a little bit before we got on the air. Also, uh, the, I think one of the other news that, that sort of came out uh, after dark uh, yesterday was the fact that uh, there's some teases that Rohit... Raju, uh, former X division champ, uh, might be sort of going to ring of honor. Uh, they're sort of teasing that, um, after his match, uh, he did, uh, a, a thing with Tony Schiavone and, um, he said to, you know, Rohit says to Tony, you've been doing this a long time. Tell me what does my future hold? And Shivani said, based on what I've heard from Tony Khan and officials at AEW, uh, and ring of honor, they think your future is very bright. Uh, and, uh, Rohit says, um, uh, bright, bright as in my mother calls him son because he shines like one bright. You Nimrods walk outside each and every day and you don't even pay attention to that beautiful scar star in the sky. That's me shining since day one forever shining. It doesn't matter if it's AEW dark. It doesn't matter if it's dynamite hell. You can't even spell Rohit without R O H. He says, I'll find my success, and then you'll have no choice but to look up and pay attention to professional wrestling's brightest star, Rohit Raju. So um, he also doubled down. He tweeted out, you can't spell Rohit without the letters R-O-H. So it could be a good spot for him. I think he'd do well in Ring of Honor, uh, and maybe that's sort of what they're teasing here. So it'll be interesting to see. And we were kind of talking before during this show, Ryan, about some people maybe we could see going into ring of honor, you know, maybe there, maybe there is some sort of TV on the horizon, uh, that they're sort of lining some of this up stuff up for. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. We're we've been, I think, waiting for something to happen with ring of honor and television. So this would be great. It, if something is on, it the horizon. does feel like they're set they're, they're They must be close. Cause they do seem like they're setting something up. Yeah, it certainly seems like that. Um, but that's it, my friend. Those are uh, all the notes and news pieces I have worth mentioning from the last uh, week. So that's going to do it for us. A svelte two hours and six minutes. My goodness. It's one of our shorter ones. I will take it.
Yes. I will take it. I'll take a short one. Oh, I thought you said I'm, and then you just trailed off. I was like, Oh uh, no, I said, I will yeah. take it. Sorry. <laughs> Text messages. Some bullshit. Nothing Not interesting. Um, uh, go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. I was just going to say, Rob asked a K equipment show. Yes. Yeah. It's not that her internet quit. It's that she quit. Yes. She literally said, I can't take any more of this and I quit. So all I know is this. If you do want to see Kate, you can follow her on our socials. Uh, she'll tell you where she's going to be. She's got her normal, you know, lineup. Uh, Friday nights does the post show on Fightful. And then Tuesday, I think Sour Graps. And she's here with us on Wednesdays. Uh, and I'm sure she's got some other stuff coming up. She's going to be doing the commentary, you know, in Binghamton. So stick to Kate on Twitter uh, to see where she's going to be. Ryan, where are you going to be when you're not here? Nowhere. Um, so on Mondays and Tuesdays. You're definitely not I'm leaving li- the house. I know that. No. On Mondays and Tuesdays, I'm live tweeting AEW Dark Elevation and just regular Dark from Mark Order Pod. The rest of the time, I'm there just interacting with anyone. Just don't be a dick and I will interact with you. That's basically it. Fair enough. And I'm here every Wednesday night on the Mark Order Podcast. Um, if you would like to follow us on our socials, it's at Mark Order Pod on all social handles for Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. So make sure you give us a follow. And if you're following us on one and you don't feel like going and searching for us on the other ones, hit the link tree in our profile and you can uh, find all of our links to our social pages. You can also uh, request free uh, Mark Order podcast stickers. So just hit the button to request free stickers uh, and I'll send you out some stickers. As I said before, uh, somebody hit me up for stickers but didn't give their address. So just please make sure you give us your full name, your full mailing address, as well as the country you live in, uh, and I'll get them sent out to you free of charge. Uh, the other thing is thank you to everybody who watched along live with us tonight. We always appreciate you guys hanging out in the chat. Asian Joe, Mark Will. I saw Jesse Ozog in here. Uh, Gordon Post, Rob Humphrey checked us out. Um, Joe Wagner was in here. Uh, a whole bunch of people. Thank you for hanging out and thank you for uh, chatting with each other and being cool. Uh, if you're listening to us in podcast form, we love you too. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, make sure if you're listening to us on any podcast platforms, you rate, subscribe, you know, like do all those things. It certainly helps us out in the long run. Uh, but if you haven't checked us out in video form, you can go to our YouTube page to see all of the video, uh, podcasts that we've done, uh, since we started recording the video and putting them on YouTube. So you can go back in the archives and check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, seeing Ryan mess around with his backgrounds, uh, different characters he plays, uh, you know, millionaire Matt when he's here being crazy. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, definitely give us a, give us a shot in video. If you haven't checked this out before we mentioned millionaire Matt, he's, uh, you know, summers are busy for him, but you can always check him out too on Monday nights at seven o'clock on the Mark, uh, not the Mark order, the shining wizards podcast, part of the soon to be Mark order network. Exactly. Um, there you go. That's what I meant. Uh, so Monday nights, uh, they do their show. They are always a fun listen. Uh, they have great guests. Uh, they play great games and have do good, uh, have great segments. So a lot of fun. You can check out Millionaire Matt, Shining Wizards Tony, and Shining Wizards Kevin over there. Matt also has the Bread Club. Uh, I don't, Ryan, do you know when they release stuff on the reg? Is it every 
it, it's not on the thing with them it's it's not on the reg it's kind of like it was supposed to be once a month and it was every other week it's it's really at least once a month and then whenever new japan has something huge happen yeah so for those who don't know the bread club is a new japan uh focused podcast that uh millionaire matt does uh so uh you can certainly check that out uh it's a good listen as well if you're a new japan fan or if you're looking just to learn more about new japan it's a great uh listen so make sure you check that out other than that we will be back next week to discuss potentially another huge episode of uh aew dynamite so be sure to be here 10 15 p.m eastern live on our youtube to watch along and chat with us And Ryan, you have yourself a great week. We will talk again next Wednesday. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. Order podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.